0: Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Alright, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 825 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a fun episode lined up for us. In this episode, I'm going to give away free seeds. Hang out. We'll talk more about the free seeds later in this episode. I do want to remind you that the Dude Groves Cup is coming to Fort Collins, Colorado on June 1st. That's right. The Dude Groves Cup is coming back to Fort Collins. Team Irie Genetics will be there. I will be there. White Mike will be there. We do invite you to join us at the Dude Groves Cup. Make sure you check out dgccup.com for all the information. Tickets are on sale now. All right, that is all the business we need to cover here at the top of the show. Let's move into one of my new favorite sections of this podcast. This is called my pet peeve section of the show. There are many things that will drive people crazy in a grow room. Perhaps when you go to somebody else's grow room or you see pictures of a grow online, there's something that just drives you crazy, that makes you cringe. I've been accepting pet peeves on the show from listeners, and we're reading those on the show. So let's jump right into it. I've got a great pet peeve here on the show. This one came from somebody who wants to be called JJ. My friend JJ says, pet peeve on the forums CalMag is the answer to everything. That is absolutely correct, my dude. Uh, Got thrips? Try CalMag. Got leaf curl? Needs CalMag. Got a light burn? CalMag for sure. You are correct, my dude. On the forums, we do see that CalMag is the absolute answer for everything. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. I agree with you. Uh, CalMag is not always the answer for everything. And people often forget that calcium and magnesium are two different elements, two different nutrients that need to be fed to our plant. They are sold in the same bottle, but it is not always the absolute answer. So yes, CalMag always being the solution on the internet is a huge pet peeve. I agree with you for sending in that pet peeve, my dude, you do win a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. I've got your email address here. I will send you a gift card to your email address. Make sure you check your email, make sure you check your spam, and I will send you that coupon code, a gift card for a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want me to read your peeve here on the podcast, go to my website, IrieGenetics.com. There's a tab that says, grow questions or grow help if you click on that tab i will give you the opportunity in there to ask us a grow question you can use that grow help tab as your pet peeve tab for the time being send me those grow room pet peeves if i read your peeve here on the show guess what you win a free pack of iRegenetics genetics premium seeds i'm going to share with you i'm going to add on to this a little bit my pet peeve is just terrible advice on the internet anyway somebody will ask a question about uh why is my plant uh, dry and then somebody will complain about their lights, their ventilation. They'll start telling them all kinds of unnecessary shit about that grow and throw the person that's already having one problem. They'll throw them way off course and give them 10 or 20 other problems. The internet does drive me crazy. Honestly, that's a big part of why I started this podcast right here. I was not satisfied. I was not excited with the nonsense I was seeing on the internet. I wanted to correct some of that. So I thought I would make my own podcast. I was going to do a book, but then I realized that books, uh, they, they run out Uh, in the cannabis cultivation world. Any book that was written 10 years ago, the, the basics apply, but the technology, the equipment, and a lot of the techniques have evolved so rapidly that I decided a podcast would be the only way we can really keep up with the rapidly changing industry, the techniques, uh, the technology, the equipment that is available. So yes, um, to support your statement there, Terrible information on the internet is one of my biggest pet peeves as well. So once again, my dude, thank you for the great pet peeve. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I do encourage you to send your pet peeves to me. Use that uh, grow help tab or that questions tab on the Irie Genetics webpage. And if I read your peeve on the podcast, you also will get a coupon code for a free pack of seeds from Direct. Dot com now let's move into the question and answer portion of today's podcast I do like to take questions from that grow help tab I told you about once again go to my website riegenetics.com there's a tab on the top that says grow help or grow questions fill out the questionnaire send us your question if I read your question here on the show you will win a free pack of rie genetics premium seeds this question came from our friend who wants to be called Perry Robbins Perry great to meet you my dude The question says, yo, Rasta Jeff, I love your products, and I've had great success with all that I've tried. Well, that is a good way to start a question. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for trusting me. Thanks for using my products, and thanks for sharing that you're having great success. It does say, I like to cure in jars, and I keep around 58 to 62% humidity, and I love the effects. That makes sense so far. It says, I found it weird tonight when opening my Lemon Jeffrey that there are visible oils on the lids and the sides of the jar, yet it is still at 57%. Uh, this is a great thing, and I'll talk more about this in just a second. It said, is this common for this strain? It's kept in a cool, dark place. I've just never seen it in jars like this, and I wonder if I did something wrong in the curing process, as in dumb luck, or uh, just great products like I suspected. Yes, um, this is a good thing. It says, I've only been growing a few years, but I fell in love with this great hobby. Just thought I would share. Thanks from your friend, Perry Robbins. Perry, my dude, uh, this is an amazing phenomenon. Uh, I assume, I believe that those oils you found around the rim and the lid of your jar, those are terpenes, my dude. I bet you if you rub your finger in there, give it a smell, give it a little taste. It'll have a very strong lemon, lime, aroma, and flavor to it. Uh, If you taste it, it's going to be pretty sharp on the tongue, but... Uh, If you roll around a nug around in that and then smoke that nug, it's going to be super terpy. I definitely, I believe, I assume that those are terpenes that have gathered in the jar there. Uh, That is some terpy weed. I'm going to assume that you've done a really good job with that product. If anybody else out there has another idea what that could be, I'm very open to suggestions and recommendations. Please either leave them in the comments on YouTube or send them to me. at hotmail.com. Let me know what else this could be. But... Uh, It says, oil on the lids and sides of the jars, and we're still at 57% humidity. I am really going to assume that those are terpenes that have uh, stayed there on the side of the jar during the curing process. I cannot explain it. I don't understand the complete science, but my assumption is that those are terpenes, dude. That means they're doing a really good job. Um, send me pictures if you can i want to see uh, the consistency and the color and i definitely recommend that you stick your finger in it and give it a good smell if you're brave give it just a little bit of a taste and then give me some feedback uh, report back and let me know what you discover uh, by smelling it and tasting it but dude if those are terps you've done an amazing job you should enter that weed in some sort of a competition Uh, you should get me a nugget of it so that i could try it And I think that, um, yeah, you grew some good shit, dude. That's the bottom line. Also you do want a free pack of Irie genetics, premium seeds. Let me know what you choose to pick up off the website. And, uh, I want to see how you do with that next batch of seeds. All right. That was a great question. That was a great comment. I've got some momentum going momentum. Is that how you say that word? I've got some momentum going, so let's not stop it all. Let's move right here into the next message. This one also did come from that grow help tab on Irie This one came from my new friend, Uh, who wants to be called Selective. I almost said your real name. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I see the word Selective on there. Shout out to Selective. Uh, This is a general grow question. And it says, Hey, so I'm wondering if you will talk about the best and easiest way to deal with helmet head when your seeds first sprout. It's the most delicate time in the plant's life, in my opinion. I may agree with that. Also, Uh, did you run out of stickers? Thanks for everything you do. I am out of stickers for now, but if you send me an email with your shipping address, when I do print some more stickers, I will send those your way. I should have some stickers for the Dude Groves Cup if you're coming out there. It goes on. It says, I also want to give you a great compliment on the figure and potency of Lemon Jeffrey as I have been running the exact same phenotype for almost four years now. Uh, That's a huge compliment. You've been running the same plant for four years. There are... um, thousands if not millions of seeds to choose from out there and you've chosen to run this one uh, for four years you've kept the same clone for four years that's a huge compliment thank you that's the second person shouting out lemon jeffrey in this episode that was not planned that just happened the way that it did it said if anyone is on the fence about getting lemon jeffrey do yourself a favor and do it so that is good advertising thank you bro But now let's answer the main part of this question here for my buddy Selective. It says, talk about the easiest way to deal with helmet head, because he believes that that is the most delicate and sensitive part of the seedling of the plant's life. So helmet head, what is helmet head? If you've grown from seed, if you've planted any seeds, this doesn't just happen with cannabis, but most commonly with cannabis, when you plant some cannabis seeds, uh, those seeds will break through the dirt and they'll grow up through the dirt. And most of the time they've shed their their seed, their hole, their shell by the time they come up. That happens as they come up through the dirt and then it splits and you get your two top little starter leaves come out and that spreads out. What does happen sometimes with the cannabis plant is that the seed will get stuck on top of that seedling as it pushes through the dirt and it just won't pop off as the seedling opens or pushes through the dirt. That seedling, he's calling it the helmet, just does not come off. That's not uncommon. That's not problematic. There's a very easy solution to that do not panic. In fact, do your best not to panic when you're growing because panic mode is when you do make mistakes. If you see something that really freaks you out, you wanna fix it right now, you're gonna do three or four solutions when really one or two solutions would have done it and the extra two steps caused more harm than good. So don't freak out, don't panic when it comes to growing. If you see an issue, take a big breath, maybe go smoke a joint, think about it, go to the forums, go to my website, come talk to me on discord, read more online, get your brain sorted out, then take action in the grow room. Once you've kind of settled your brain down, but don't go into panic mode. Now let's focus on this helmet head. Let's say you see your ceiling coming up and that shell is just stuck to there and it won't come off of there. What is the easiest way to get it, get that shell off of there? I like to get a spray bottle with water. Just put a little bit. Of, it could be tap water. It could be Fiji water. You can pH it if you want to. It's probably not necessary for what we're about to do. I get water and a spray bottle. Sometimes I'll get some tweezers at the same time if necessary. Sometimes not even necessary. But I get that spray bottle and I get real close. I'll be an inch, maybe two inches away from that ceiling. And I'll spray the shit out of that helmet head with the water. Because that water is going to soften up the shell. And it's also going to loosen up that natural glue I don't know what it is that's holding that shell on but it is kind of a it's there's something sticky holding that bad dog on there sometimes so hit it with the spray bottle hit it with water and loosen it up sometimes that water will lubricate it enough to where it'll just slide right off of there and I want you to get close and hit it with the spray bottle kind of hard give it like the the good I spit real bad when I said that not even gonna edit it that was fucking gross I apologize podcast world extra apologize to that microphone but give it the good sort of a noise that's what I was trying to do so that when you squeeze it, you get some pressure behind it, and you kind of blow some water pressure at that ceiling head to knock that ceiling top off of there. Now, if that doesn't work with one or two good blasts, it's nice and wet by now, then you can get some tweezers and gently pull it off of there and continue to spray if you want, and that should get it off of there. Keep in mind that You don't want to tug that plant to where it's tugging at the roots because then you're going to cause damage to the root zone, that taproot that's already digging into the dirt there. You don't want to tug on that. That will kill your seedling. That will kill that little sprout. So spray it and just real gently pull that helmet head off of there. Uh, You may need to do it a couple of times. If the first time you do it, if it's real stubborn, spray it, soak the shit out of it, let it grow. As that plant pushes out there and that thing gets drier, as it dries out, it may start to fall off on its own. If not, spray it again. Uh, Wait a few hours, let it dry, spray it again, and get in there with your tweezers and just be real gingerly about it. Uh, Don't be aggressive, be real gentle, and just take it off real slowly. But water and tweezers are your best bet for getting that off of there. Just like you said, keep in mind, this is the most critical and delicate part of this plant's life. So if you do see that seedling tugging, you're pulling too hard, wait. Just let it grow a little bit longer, spray it again later, try again. Uh, Eventually, it will come off of there. Uh, Most of the time, they do fall off on their own if you give them time. But I understand you do want to help. Seeds are expensive. I understand seeds are not free. Even my seeds are fairly priced, and I still think that seeds are expensive. You want every one of them to come to fruition. So water, tweezers, and patience are the main ingredients to this. Let me make sure I answered every part of the question. Um, big compliments for a Lemon Jeffrey. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Um, I feel like I answered your question. My dude. selective. Thank you for the great question. Once again, make sure you check your email because you've got a gift card for a free pack of seeds from Irie. Direct.com. that's right IryDirect.com. if you have not checked IryDirect.com in the new year go check it out there's some new stuff up there there was not up there for the holiday season i'm trying to do some new drops and restocks here and keep things fresh for you IryDirect.com. if you have listened this far use coupon code love you'll save 10 All all right this next question also came from the grow help tab on the irie genetics website this one came from our friend who wants to be called prince charmless and it goes a little bit like this it says I have some beans from a feminized Bruce Banner that were pollinated by a regular sun male. So we got a banner female that was femme and a Sunkiss male that was obviously regs. Then it says, will a, a feminized seed pollinated by a regular male be regular? And will there possibly be issues with intersex plants? They use the word Hermes here. I'm anti the word herme, Hermes. Uh, maybe hermaphrodite, but not hermy or hermes. I'm skipping that word. We're going to say intersex, because that is the true word of what this is. Uh, What you're asking about is intersex. And it says, these beans will be F1s. So the question here is, can a person, can a grower, can a breeder take a plant that came from a feminized seed and pollinate that with a regular plant what will the outcome be? Will those be rags? Will they be fems? Will they be intersex? What is the outcome going to be? If all of the due diligence has been done, if all the testing has been done properly, these will make regular F1 seeds that will be 50% male and 50% female. And if there was no intersex traits within the breeding, none of them should be intersex. So what this person is asking is, can they pollinate a feminized plant with a regular plant? You absolutely can. Uh, I've got several lines that are made by uh, pollinating a feminized line with a regular line. I've also done a feminized plant, pollinized it with the, or pollinated it with a different feminized plant, and all of those make great outcomes. There's no problem in doing that. That female plant, that feminized plant is no different in any way than a regular male-female plant. Once the pollen has hit the seed, or once the pollen has hit the ovule and become a seed inside that bract, there is absolutely no difference. People have a lot of uh, misunderstandings and misconceptions. There is no difference in a plant that came from a feminized seed and a plant that came from a regular seed. You could take their, uh, you could do all kinds of DNA testing. You will not find a difference on those plants. The only difference is the pollen. The pollen is where the female feminized action happens. So. You're not going to see any difference. Uh, If you would take a regular female plant that came from a regular seed or a female plant that came from a feminized seed and you pollinated both of them with the same male, you're going to get positive outcomes from both of those plants. You won't see any problems, any downsides, any detrimental effects if both of those female plants are truly female and have not been bred from other previous intersex generations i have actually bred a few things where the female plant the mother side of the plant came from an originally feminized seed that seed was feminized it has been pollinated with a regular male and those plants make great outcomes let's talk about morning dew Uh, morning dew is grateful dog grateful dog is a feminized seed a feminized plant. Grateful dog is feminized. It is pollinated by the Arise. That makes Morning Dew. Morning Dew makes amazing freaking plants. So how about also the uh, Dog Ripper? Dog Ripper is the same Grateful Dog cut pollinated by Jack the Ripper. People are having amazing success with that. How about the uh, the Lemon Sunrise? That is Lemon Jeffrey, which is a feminized plant, crossed to Uh, the arise. So there are many examples of great plants that have started with a feminized seed as the female side pollinated by a male plant making amazing progeny. So your question is, will there be any problems? Will there be any intersex, uh, any issues? No, not if the due diligence has been done on that breeding and intersex plants were not involved in the creation of that progeny. Everything should work out for you. My dude, Prince Charmless, thank you for the great question. Please do check your email inbox. Uh, Make sure to check your spam box if you don't find it, because I'm going to send you a coupon code for a free pack of Irie Genetics. Premium seeds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pimps and hoes, friends and foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I do want to thank you once again for listening to another quick episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, the email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy, I would love to hear from you. Also, leave some of those comments down there. If you're watching on YouTube, leave some comments down there in the comments section. We'd love to know what you think about the podcast. Also, don't forget about the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Everything else you could possibly need is on my website, Genetics. Dot com. There's a link to the Patreon. There's a link to the Discord server. There's a link to Direct where you can get seeds. And soon enough, I keep saying it, but soon enough, I will update the merchandise store so you can get hats and t-shirts and I will get new stickers made. That stuff is coming soon. Make sure you check out IREgenetics.com. All right, that's all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in a week with fresh new content. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Mac. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. To Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Big up yourself every time, Rusty Jeff. peace in and I up on the back. Ross the Jeff is in the lab. Sit back, hug him up, and relax. Hold up.